Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I hope you're well. I'm currently in my new home. It's been a long time coming and I know I've chatted on it about the podcast for months waiting to get my new home. Finally here, all by myself. Um, I'm pretty proud of myself. But I have had the flu like the last week. So it only feels like I've just moved in because honestly the first four days I was just in the dark, kind of just fragile. (laughs) Anyways, I want to talk about Christmas on this podcast because it's in a couple of days and I think a few words of wisdom is always nice and to feel understood. Now I'm going to talk about it in a few different ways. So some you may resonate with, some you may not. The first part is going to be talking about like Christmas, my inner child, the way that like, you know, my feelings around it. And then the second half is going to be food. So if you struggle with like food stuff, then hold on for the second part as well. Um, So basically where it all came from was I had therapy yesterday and I asked her, what should I do for Christmas? It's in a week and I've ignored the situation because basically my parents are away with my sister in America. So I've got like no family over here. And so I was like, right, I'm in my own place and I got no family what am I supposed to do? And I just hadn't thought about it. I kept ignoring it. I was like, I don't care. Uh, I'll think about it when I get there. And all my friends have been asking me for weeks, like, Anna, what are you doing for Christmas yet? And I'm like, stop asking me. I don't know. Because it was like, not stressing me out. But like, I was like, I don't know, nothing. Um, And as I was talking to my therapist, I started crying. And I was like, if I'm being honest, like, I think (laughs) Christmas is basically like, not a touchy subject for me, but like, a little bit harder growing up um and it was like the little girl inside of me that was crying not adult Anna and that's okay sometimes for your inner child to like just let them have a little cry um but I basically explained to her like how Christmas used to be and it's not the fact that my mum didn't do a good enough job or that I wasn't grateful it was just that my Christmases didn't seem like they matched my friend's Christmas and as a child you do care about presents and the excitement built around Christmas and my, not say my mum, but like, would just kind of like tone it down a bit and be like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. And from a young age, I knew that Santa didn't exist. And because apparently I asked too many questions, my mum just kind of gave up. And then also like when we met my stepdad, they kind of preferred that like none of them really liked doing gifts. So they kind of preferred the idea of going on a holiday um, instead of like doing Christmas at home. So most of the time we were actually on holiday which again, super grateful about, but when you're a child, when you're a little girl, you want, you know, you see your friends having like big Christmases and cozy with their family, watching films, you know, presents around the tree. And I just really wanted that feeling and that excitement. And I guess the little girl me just didn't feel like Christmas was done properly. Saying that, I did have one or two Christmases with, or maybe three, with my dad. Um, spread along the years and they were the best thing ever like honestly best thing ever that filled like the excitement of the inner child with me so yeah saying all that giving you the little rundown back through and this was similar I gave a podcast when it was my birthday and I was basically saying like how I didn't really like my birthdays I feel like there was pressure around it I compared my birthdays to other people's like when I was younger and For my birthday, I put in a lot of effort to make it a very special day for me, and it worked. And I didn't really think that I could do this with Christmas kind of thing. So I was talking about my Christmas, whatever, to my therapist, and basically, like, 
Throughout my childhood, did I learn very quickly to not care about Christmas. That was a safer, like, thing for my younger child to, like, not care about it as much, rather than, like, keep caring about it and keep getting sad. Because I remember I got sad one year on holiday a lot, and I was crying, and my mum was just like, snap out of it. And I was like, ah. not Okay, maybe she didn't say snap out of it, but she really couldn't relate, because she was like, we're literally on holiday. And I was like, I know, but there's just this... Christmassy part that I'm sad about. Anyways, so as I said, I learned to not care about Christmas to a point where this year it's literally a week before Christmas and I don't have plans. And then that kind of obviously like struck a bell and I was like, okay, Anna, what are we going to do about this? And my therapist basically suggested she was like, make, make this Christmas yours just as you did with your birthday. What can we do to make this like, a Christmassy little thing. She was like, just do it for your inner child. Like, sort something out. She was like, do you have a tree? And I was like, no. She goes, well, why don't you get a tree and whatever? And as I was driving home yesterday from the shops, I saw a little Christmas market tree thing on the side. And you know what? I didn't even think about it. And I indicated and I bought a real tree. It's literally only four days until, no, it's three days until Christmas now, or four days. And I just got the tree. And I was trying to like think like, oh, do I actually need it? Is there a point? And I was like, no, little inner child needs a tree. So I got a tree, I got some lights. She is sitting there very lonely <laughs> in the corner right now, but it kind of healed something. It really did. It was like adult Anna is now turning up for the younger Anna and being like, you know what? It's not on anyone else to make this Christmas good. It's not on like my family to provide a Christmas for me. You can do this yourself. So the Christmas tree made it better. And then I'm kind of like brainstorming other things I can do. And I think tomorrow I'm going to go up to central London and I'm just going to have like a little shopping spree because I feel like that's a very like, that's as much as I can do for presents. Like I can only buy myself presents. I got, <laughs> maybe I'll buy some friends some presents too. That might actually serve my soul a bit. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to go and I'm going to get like some pajamas. I might get some shoes. Do you know what I mean? Chuck it under the Christmas tree or like wear the new pajamas on Christmas Eve going to bed and they can be like my new winter pajamas kind of thing. So I'm going to do that. And then I've kind of decided for like Christmas day, I'm going to like wake up, just have like a cozy breakfast, maybe get like a little hot chocolate, walk around the park. And then I'm going to drive back to my hometown, which is about an hour drive, which is something normally I wouldn't think that I would want to do on Christmas. Like, why would you want to drive on Christmas? But I actually like driving with a little bit of music. And I'm basically going to go pop in and see my friends because they basically are having Christmas with their family. So I was like, I'm just going to... Because they all offered. They're like, you can spend Christmas with us. I was like, okay, I'll pop in, be with you. Because that was another thing. Like, Christmas, as you get older... Well, not even as you get older, it's always like this, but like, I guess you have to like almost make an effort more when you get older, um, depending on your living situation. But it is about family and about friends. And well, it's about family, but sometimes your friends are your family. And I think that's an interesting to think about. Like some, not everyone is in a place where their family is a comforting thing for them. And as you grow up, you may distance yourself from your family. And not saying this is my case at all, but we still have family within our friends. You will have your best friends who you probably prefer their mum and dad and that's okay. And you can pop around and you can say hi and all of that stuff. So I'm gonna go spend some time with friends and then I don't know what I'll do for the rest of the day or in the evening, but 
maybe I'll watch a movie. I think that'll be nice. But I'm basically just gonna make Christmas my little special day instead of ignoring it and being a Grinch. <laughs> so next thing I wanna talk about is family. And you know how there's always that like one auntie who's like asking you way too many questions and they're really questioning you or it could be an uncle, it could be a grandma and they just get on your nerves and they just pick at your lives and they're just really questioning you. And it's really hard sometimes because you probably are questioning yourself. Like when they're like, oh, so what are your plans or how's university? And then you're there like with crippling anxiety and university has been really hard and you don't know what to do. And you're just like, fuck, can you get out of my head? Like, I'm talking about those conversations. Not everyone might have that like dynamic within their family, but I think some people do. And I want you to know a couple of things. People project their own insecurities. So the your auntie that's asking you loads of questions about what you're doing in your life right now and where you're going, she may not be happy with where her life's at. She might be a bit bored. She might be like thinking, you know, she's old and she's got nothing to do. And she's asking you loads of things why you haven't done things yet or why you are doing things or why you haven't chosen what you're doing because she's just projecting her insecurities onto you. So if someone is really getting in your grill, just know that it's their shit. And if anything, just like hold compassion at the fact that they're just a little hurt by certain situations. So if you have a family member commenting on your body or how much you're eating, that's their shit, right? That's their unhealed trauma. And family time can be a difficult time because like, that's a lot of trauma is held in families a lot of dynamics a lot of generational trauma well everyone's got generational trauma but in families especially and so you are really presented with people's behaviors I don't know how to explain it but basically just know that people can be hurt themselves now another little bit of advice when you've got people grilling you or you just got people asking you questions maybe picking at you not picking but just like trying to find little things out be strong in who you are and what you are doing so if, if someone you know someone makes a joke and like oh so you haven't got a boyfriend yet or have you not had a boyfriend be like really strong in your decision and be like no I don't want one I'm actually really focusing on my studies right now and a job and I think a boy would actually pull me down right now also no one is good enough for me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like hold your shit and just like speak back to them with a little bit of confidence and be like, yeah. And just it, as long as you hold your ground, people can't move you. They'll try to, but they can't, right? It's when people see like a fragile kind of energy to it and they can kind of ask you questions and kind of get in your grill. I feel um, that could potentially cause some damage. And that goes the same for like, if someone's questioning you about your job or what you're doing at the moment or have you not figured out what you're doing after uni or maybe there is a gap or they're saying, oh, what are you doing with your gap year? Are you just working? And just be like, yeah, I am working right now because if I'm being honest, it's quite hard to know what you want to do at 21 years old. So I'm taking my time and I'm not rushing into anything. Do you know what I mean? Have a little bit of confidence and sass if they want to get in your grill. <laughs> and then alongside that, if you struggle to like sometimes connect or let's say you and your dad like you piss each other not piss each other off but like you don't always get the right I don't know start with them or your mum starts nagging at you or your auntie or your grandma whatever 
be loving towards the people first. Like at the beginning of the day, you know when your mom asks you like, oh, can you just empty the dishwasher and do this and do this? And you're like, yes, mom. And it's all antsy. If you wake up, I can tell you now this works and I've got my friends this and it works. You wake up and you're not a very affectionate person. You're not very loved. Do you know what I mean? You don't normally like show your love towards. Just go up to your mom and be like, morning, mom, how you doing? Happy Christmas. I love you. Do you know what I mean? You come to your mum, dad or whatever with a bit more love at the beginning of the day. I will tell you now, they will approach you differently. Because if you're the first person to go up to them in the morning and be like, or not even the first person to go up to them, but your first interaction with them is a loving like, you know, good morning. Oh, you look so cute today in your little Christmas jumper. Even if that's your dad, do you know what I mean? Like, And you can't say love you, but you can be like, oh, nice shoes, dad, like, you look sweet. Then he might ask you to do something later a little bit more kindly, do you know what I mean? Or he might offer to do something for you. Um, So always approach things with love too. Now, swiftly moving on to food. Now, there is a lot going on here. There is a lot going on. And there can be a lot going on, depending on what stage you are in your eating disorder, or recovery and if I just tap into where I was two years ago today crazy guys I can't even explain to you explain to you it was 2020 this was Anna Archer Fitness my first Christmas as Anna Archer Fitness and not a single Christmas before that did I ever had food anxiety I had body image issues coming along throughout I've always had body image issues but I was never really anxious about food. Do you know what I mean? Like I would, I would, I was the queen of eating. But this year, obviously I was holding my body at a lot leaner state. I was, yeah, I was at a different place and I, and it took a lot to maintain that. Hence why I was so nervous for Christmas. Cause I thought, fuck, if I eat anything, you know, whatever. Cause I had such a strict diet. I was like, it's just gonna, take this all out of plan my body's gonna change I'm gonna lose all my progress like it was just crazy and it it was actually my first experience with bulimia so that's how guilty I felt on Christmas it came to a point where that was there was so much guilt coming through the evening because we had our Christmas dinner um there was like not much food earlier in the day but there was Christmas dinner and then there was Christmas dessert and then there was Christmas this and Christmas that and I was actually in Aruba at this time so Christmas was done a bit differently like we had a barbecue um Aruba's by the way Caribbean barbecue loads of desserts loads of garlic bread loads of do you know what I mean just loads of food and I because I had the mindset of like no you can only eat this certain amount as soon as I ate more of it, I thought I had done the world wrong and it felt really guilty. And then I was like, fuck yeah, I'll just have dessert. Because I was like, I've already eaten loads, I might as well just have dessert. Obviously, always have dessert, but... Anyways, had that, and then I felt guilty about that, so I had more and more and more, to the point where I ate more than... I was the smallest person there, and I ate more than anybody in the room. Not even in the room, in the whole bloody garden. There was like 60, 70 people, it was a whole party which in a way was not amazing because I was able to like hide myself more and like what I was doing. And it, and then also there was some alcohol that I was drinking and I think it was a mixture of so goddamn guilty and anxious and depressed and sad and my brain could not flip from the idea of like food. 
I couldn't contain, like I felt sick with the amount of food I had in me. And I went to the bathroom and it was my first experience with like, and that's what started my bulimia, which is really, really unfortunate. So that is me going a bit deeper, obviously, but all I can say is it does get better. And I'm gonna give you some random tips. It's pretty hard to give you like the whole gist of how to sort everything out because at the end of the day, this is a really long process, guys. Like not a really long process, but like recovery is a process in itself. So it takes time and it takes work. So if you're in the middle of an ED or recovery, it's okay that it may be challenging, but you can still help it by some things I can, I'm gonna tell you. Number one, when you physically eat the food in the present moment, you wanna, you really wanna refrain from telling yourself that you feel guilty. Because it's a natural thing when you have got an eating disorder that that is your, what is the word? That is your first thing that you say to yourself. You're eating the food and it's easier for you to say while you're eating the chocolate, I feel guilty, right? That That's your go-to little feeling of like, fuck, I feel so guilty while you're doing it when you so this is what i want you to do when you are physically eating the food if you can't have no thoughts if you can't tell yourself no you know what i'm not guilty tell yourself right this is really yummy this chocolate is really yummy i'm really lucky that i get to like eat these flavors i'm i'm lucky i get to experience christmas and repeat to yourself i do not feel guilty this is what i used to do when i started getting over my fear of pasta honestly i was petrified and to eat a bowl of pasta was really hard And every mouthful that I took, I said, I do not feel guilty. I do not feel guilty. And by the end of the bowl, I did not feel guilty because I wasn't saying that to myself in the present moment. So this is a very, very good thing as you're eating your Christmas dinner. If thoughts start to come into your mind, say it in your mind and whisper it if you have to and say, I do not feel fucking guilty, right? And I'm telling you, you will feel a bit more empowered when you finish, right? And I want you to say that after every single thing obviously it depends this is like if you're really down in the deeps obviously take this to what you want if you're not as let's say right in an eating disorder or recovery but everything you eat I want you to say I don't feel guilty and there is no limit to this guys okay because I know you will have a line of like the amount of food you should eat you'll be like right okay I can have firsts and seconds of Christmas dinner and then I can have a couple of chocolates and Christmas pudding and that's it right that is it because that is a lot and that's it you know what I mean no there is there is no line guys there is no line okay because as soon as you give yourself the line and you go over it you think you've done wrong I can tell you now guilt is for murdering or stealing not for eating food okay so I want you to do that every time You've eaten your Christmas dinner, I don't feel guilty. You've eaten your Christmas pudding, I don't feel guilty. You've eaten the whole box of celebrations, right? All the chocolates. Tell yourself, I don't feel guilty. I don't feel guilty. I can't possibly feel guilty. Anna told me I can't feel guilty. I can't feel guilty. And I and I promise you, will it shift something? It will shift something. Another thing I want you to do is repeat to yourself that no change has to happen to your cardio, to your food. There's no new year, new me in January where the green juices come in and the diets come in, right? The only thing that is coming in in January or after Christmas, like a couple days after Christmas, that you'll tell yourself is I'm gonna get my mental health better, right? 
because I clearly struggled a little bit the last couple of days. So the only thing, you know, when you're struggling with food and you had a binge over Christmas and you really struggled and you cried, that does not mean I will start a diet in January to stop this. That's not going to stop you crying. That's not going to stop you binging. It's not going to stop your weight or whatever, right? What you will sell you to yourself is I'm going to sort my mental health out. That's the only thing I'm going to let you say, right? Is I am going to sort out my mental health. I'm going to turn up for myself, right? Because, you know, we get in the little Christmas mood. We love it. And then the guilt starts to come in. Ooh, things have changed to my body. I'm going to come in January. I'm going to do workouts every day with juices. No, no, okay? I'm going to listen to more podcasts. I'm going to start journaling. I might start therapy. I'm going to be more reflective. I'm going to unfollow certain creators or people on TikTok. I am going to journal. I don't know whether I've already said that. Do you know what I mean? We're going to change our mindsets of what we're doing in January. And I'm going to be doing this, like, not I'm going to be doing this too, but like, I'm going to be providing content and like podcasts and YouTube to support that. I'm going to give you guys more value and, and content to basically show you how you can support yourself going into January. So I've got you, okay? You have got support, even if you don't have therapy. The next part is I want you to understand that it's past trauma that has led you to feel that you need to change. Not the fact that there is a single issue with your body. There is not a single issue with your body. I don't care what you say in your head. Whether you're like, oh, but Anna, no, because I have so light on the back of my legs. And Anna, no, because I have more weight on my hips and I have more weight on my arms and I don't like this. So I, no, 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 like this is why I need to change. No, 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 no. You have past trauma that has made you feel that you need to change. You are absolutely okay exactly how you are right now and as soon as you can accept that do things get easier because then you're not constantly putting pressure on yourself that you need to change you finally accept it and then guess what you get to start living the lifestyle you like and then when you live the lifestyle you like it becomes consistent and then when that becomes consistent does your body naturally settle in where it's supposed to settle in but as soon as you start going ooh, ooh, like I want to lose weight now that's when it all crumbles again right mental health and sometimes physical so if you can hold space on christmas like if you are like fuck why am i struggling to eat a yorkshire pudding why why do i have to have this why can't i be normal why do you know what i mean or not why can't i be normal or like you're telling yourself oh you're not allowed to eat any of this or just any ed thoughts just be like oh bless me i've been through some shit that apparently makes me feel like i need to change and that i can't eat certain things okay Now, the next one I've kind of already mentioned is there is no line of how much you should eat, okay? Nothing is wrong. And I want to say this because I had experienced this the other month where, like, I went out for some food with friends and we just ate so much and it was so fun. And I came back and I felt, like, more, like, a lot, like, really full. Like, as, you know, when you're younger and I would, I don't know about you guys, but I would pack it in. Every, every event or special occasion, not even special occasion, just even at dinner, I would pack it in. And I, I, you know, that's what you do as a child. And then obviously when you get older, you're a bit more like, right, I'm, I'm stop, I'm full, whatever. And so yeah, the other month I got really full and I came home and I had one moment of like, 
oh my god did I like overeat because you see a lot of things these days like you must stop when you're full you must stop when you're full when you're full like that's whole intuitive eating thing and I was like no food is like there are occasions where food is such a big part of the celebration it's just fun it's fun to just eat so much because like all the food is so tasty and it's okay to conk out on a load of chocolates you know what I mean because that's what I'm going to be doing on Christmas I'm going to eat as much as I can and and you are supposed to I can tell you now 99.9% of the population on Christmas would have eaten way too many Christmas potatoes because they taste so good right you probably had one too many Yorkshire puddings that's okay and then you probably had chocolate and sweets not chocolate and sweets but you probably had like chocolate and mince pies all up before the day before Christmas so you were probably already full and then after Christmas the Christmas pudding comes out and then your auntie brings a dessert and then your uncle brings a dessert and you're absolutely full. And I'm telling you, the whole population is like that. And you're supposed to. That's literally what Christmas is for. That's why Santa has a big tummy, right? He has a big tummy because he yeah, packs a lot of food in on Christmas. And that's all right. So I want you to know that Christmas is a special day. And it is okay. You haven't binged if you're ridiculously full on Christmas. Right? Everyone is going to be ridiculously full. We want to pack in as much... Christmas dinner as possible okay and then another one is the scarcity mindset leads to binging and that kind of means like when you put that line when you put that boundary of like I can only eat this much and that um I'm also not going to let myself eat that on any other day like if you go if you never have chocolate in your diet right and then there's chocolate on Christmas you will probably most likely have a scarcity mindset towards it because you'll be like, fuck, I never have chocolate. Okay, I'm going to have some chocolate now. And then you have it. And then if you are more of a binge-style eater, you may potentially go down one route or feel really guilty about it because in your head, you are telling yourself you're having no Chris- you're having no chocolate past Christmas because you're saying this is not normally in my diet. So this is the only day to eat it. Hence the scarcity mindset. You're saying the chocolate is in scarcity and that it's only available today. So it leads you to have more disordered thoughts around the chocolate on that day. So that's why I'm saying like, have compassion for yourself if you do have that because you haven't practiced having chocolate in your day you know before you know you may be right in you might be right smack back in the middle of eating disorder you may still be in a recovery and not practice eating certain fear foods so you may not you know you may still have that but it's just a good little reminder of like oh okay so this is what I'm gonna practice coming out of Christmas because for me I personally eat loads of chocolate every day and I'm proud but also like it's not something I show off on my accounts anymore because I used to feel like I had to post everything I eat to prove that I eat whereas now I love I I like love the fact that I eat like a whole chocolate bar and don't post about it because I'm eating it for me and I'm not eating it for anyone else and I also don't feel like that I have to prove to anyone it's part of me to not have to prove to people that I like eat certain foods anymore and be like guys I am eating don't worry like I'm not just eating vegetables like I am eating food like no I eat a lot of chocolate every day and because of that uh, Christmas will be nothing Christmas will be an everyday thing do you know what I mean I may have a couple more than I usually have I might eat the whole box of you know Maltesers and celebrations um but it's something I practice so I'm not in scarcity I will look at those chocolates and if I'm not if I don't fancy them or if I'm not hungry I won't have them and if I do I will so it's a good little thing of just like right what do I want to not be like what foods do I not want 
them to be like scarce anymore in the new year. Like take this as a learning thing, right? Because sometimes in recovery, we can get comfortable at points and that's okay. We could have done a lot of work, but then we get comfortable and certain things are still like a push and could trigger us in the wrong way. And it's sometimes a good little thing of being like, oh, that's interesting. Like, just take it all as a lesson. When you serve up your Christmas dinner, that's interesting that I only put three potatoes on my plate when really, like, I want a normal-sized portion and I want five or six potatoes to munch on and I want seconds. It's interesting that I'm actually quite scared of the potatoes, so I'm going to have a couple more just to because I want to right now and I want to serve my body, but also I'm going to take into note that following on for Christmas, am I going to try to have potatoes every week and start inviting them back into my diet so I can really understand that potatoes do no harm to my body. I kid you not, this is the best way to practice fear foods. You you quite literally have to practice them so that they don't scare you. I had to keep practicing having fries out at my lunches and now I can happily have a burger and fries if I fancy it and I've got room in my belly, I will have it and I will feel okay, right? So it's just practice at this point. Okay, so that's all my little Christmas tips. There are probably some more in my brain, but I haven't got any more written down and my brain is currently on a little freeze. But I was actually just thinking again about how I was two years ago and my heart just actually sinks because I remember my heart was sunk then. Like, if you guys are listening right now and you are really fucking struggling and and in that place like my heart goes out for you genuinely my heart goes out for you I wish I could go up to that Anna and just squeeze her so hard back into reality give her a little shake and be like you have fucking got this also I I mean give her a shake because she was completely in denial and didn't realize what was going on the people that are listening you know you guys that are listening you already have an understanding of what's going on do you know what I mean because you're wanting to improve I didn't even know it was a thing to improve um but yeah my little little heart goes out for her oh I actually know something that I do want to talk about obviously because I know it can be quite scary eating quite a lot of food around this time and your head can think like fuck my body's gonna change sorry I don't mean to swear (laughs) um my body's gonna change a lot, I'm gonna like, my, my, my like leanness will change or I'm gonna, whatever. I want you to know that our bodies are not supposed to be measured daily. We are not supposed to stay a certain level of leanness or body weight or whatever every day, right? We are firstly ever-changing, okay? But also women, you will be changing on a monthly rota. I cannot explain to you the difference my body is within two weeks, right? Because when I'm coming off my period, am I so much leaner? And then just as I'm going on, do I look less leaner? And I don't really look at my body in that much detail anymore. But as soon as I started realizing that, that it matched completely with my menstrual cycle, was I able to give myself more compassion? Because I used to think that, you know, that week before my period when I didn't really realise that my weight was going up purely because of my period, I used to just think that I was gaining weight and I used to freak out and have bad body image days, whereas now I don't have bad body image days. I just go, oh, I'm going on my period. That's it. That's end of story. So saying that, our bodies not only change daily, not only weekly, but monthly, right? So you can't just go into this week period of Christmas and be like, 
right, this is going to completely change my body. In fact, our body should be on like a yearly cycle of state sustainability of of the activities we're doing and the food we're eating and our composition. We are sh- we should be aiming for slow, slow progress. And this was actually when I started noticing changes mentally um, about six months ago when, or maybe eight months ago now, when I stopped going to the gym as much and I started doing more yoga and I had a real break from exercise for a long period of time. When I did start getting back into exercise and the gym, I had to be really kind to myself and literally walk on eggshells because as soon as I tried to like do any exercise like lifting weights or anything I would suddenly be like oh okay so my body needs changing like am I changing like am I doing this for gains tomorrow or next week and what really really helped me was going I am working out for myself in a year's time right and what that does is it provides so much room for flexibility because when you say like, oh, I'm doing an ab workout right now so I can have lean abs tomorrow for the party or that I can look really good by the end of the week. I'm going to work out now for tomorrow's body. You're giving yourself too short of a time frame. When you say I'm eating now for tomorrow's body, that's too short. When you go, I am eating a nutritious meal right now for my body in 20 years time. Obviously, that's a bit much to start with, but essentially that's what you're eating nourishing food for is your body for the future when you give yourself that longer gap it just lets you breathe and so with that are you able to kind of come to special events a little bit easier you're able to be like ah okay so it's Christmas it's a week right it doesn't actually matter how much I eat this week because this is lifestyle this is Christmas this is what you do in this time of the year and I live and do my lifestyle for myself in a year, in a two year, in a three year. So essentially, will this week affect me in a year? No, it won't at all. Doesn't matter. You know what? Your your body adjusts by then. And so that sometimes helps. So if that's another little angle that you can think of and be like, oh, okay, so it doesn't matter if I eat a lot this week because Anna said that, you know, I'm not focusing on my body in the week you know, let, let's do it, let's do the gains for the next year, um, so, yeah, I also want to, last thing I want to mention is, Christmas is quite literally one day in the year, and so, if it doesn't match up to other people's kind of Christmases, and you're like, yeah, and I related to the part at the beginning when you said, you know, my Christmases aren't as bougie and cosy, not bougie, sorry, that's the wrong word, aren't as cosy and festive as my other friends, it is quite literally just one day of the year, but it, it at a minimum, at a minimum is this day for pure relaxation, right? No one's picking up their laptop. No one's picking, you know, you don't want to be scrolling on your phone. You're not procrastinating on doing any schoolwork or uni work because this is a dedicated day, Christmas Eve and Christmas and Boxing Day, dedicated days for relaxation so at a minimum I want you guys to really relax make yourself cozy give yourself a little Christmas if it's not being provided like in a festive way from your family you know get cozy do a movie marathon watch all the Harry Potters switch off make a hot chocolate get all cozy like it is one day and at a minimum it's a day for you to relax and yeah so I really hope you guys have a lovely Christmas my dms are quite literally always open if you ever feel that you need to get something off your head use my dms as a journal space go on there 
type me a little paragraph, say how you're feeling. It's completely confidential. It's just me and my manager does have access to my accounts, but she doesn't really go through my DMs like that. So they, I'm quite literally the only person that will be seeing them. And if I don't see them and I don't somehow manage to reply, at least you've got a little, you know, writing log. Cause you may message me today and be like, wow, Anna, this podcast really helped because, you know, I found this or be like, oh, and I'm really struggling today. And then in two months time, you might journal to me again or in a week's time, you might journal to me again and be like, wow, this has happened. And then you can look back and be like, wow, I was in such a different place six months ago. So yeah, my DMs are always open and I'm sending so much, so much love, so much love. Let me know if you like this episode on the DMs as well. And I hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas and I may potentially vlog some of mine so more stuff might be on YouTube but I'm gonna love and leave you guys now have a holly jolly Christmas